Wake up, Daddy Shum. Truth, justice, and the American way. Episode three. Yeah. Episode three. <laughs> it's been, it's been a spell. We haven't, we missed kind of a week. Right. Um, and in that time, you got to see motocross. I did. You got to see Mr. Caroli come over from Italy, and you got to see Mr. Dungey return. I was, I was so amazed with Dungey. And last night, now that I'm through my internet and TV um, debacle, I, I got to see the first two motos, the first 250 and 450 motos at Hangtown. So I will try to keep up next time, but... What do you think of Mr. Anderson? I think he's probably your champion. I'm going to agree. Yeah. I'm going to agree. I think... So he got a really crap start in Pala. And he worked his way up, I think, what was that, fourth, fifth? Somewhere around there. I mean, he just grinded and grinded and grinded. Yeah. And he, there was a, the second moto, I think he was putting in the fastest laps of the day. I mean, it was just, he was on fire. He's feeling good. I think the bike works well underneath him. Dungey was super impressive. I was, that just, that just, cra- absolutely, my wife was just like cracking up, she's a huge Dungey fan. And she he looks up. great. Oh yeah, he hadn't lost anything really, all that's going to take is getting back in the mode of racing, because he's obviously in shape. I think he's, I think he's going to be right towards the top at the end of the season if he sticks with it. Corolli on the other hand, I can see him, I can see him ending up in the top six or so. So, he was supposed to race two races, and I guess he's entered in a few more? I think I think that's... Uh, I, I think, think he may gonna, just stick with it the yeah. whole season. Why not? I think he's having a good time. Yeah. And he doesn't have anybody to... He's got nothing to prove to anyone other than himself. Yeah. So, I think he can fully enjoy it. And I think racing Dungy, I think he'll have a great go at it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see him stick with it. We had an election this week in California. Mm-hmm. We did. And it wasn't about motocross. No. <laughs> that was, sadly, that it's, wasn't about motocross. Uh, did you see any of the results? No, I'm afraid to look. And really, right now, it's just, okay, who's going to be in the... Absolutely, you know, absolutely. But... Perhaps there wasn't a good showing, because nothing has changed. Yeah. Well, nothing tends to change. <laughs> well, so, this is this is my position. Everybody's bitching about our, the DAs in California, 
Everybody's bitching about the governor in California. The governor in California was voted... How do I say this? Petitions were made twice because they threw the first one out. The second one had to be accepted. So twice people have voiced their concern. And I think they needed... The first one they needed like 1.4 million... And I think the second one, they needed 2 million people. They got that, and he still beat it. And he's beating it now. Yeah. He got 53% of the votes out of a field of, I don't know, there's probably 20 people. Yeah, it's hard to believe, really. It's a little too hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I don't, you know, I don't believe in the hanky-panky. Um, I I think I'm gonna say I do. I've seen it. Well, I think it it comes in gaming the system. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's like putting in bullshit votes. It's it's probably all comes down to gerrymandering because because we're a blue state, the blue people get to set up. The districting, the district, the way you do the districting is you make sure that, hey, we're going to eliminate as many Republican votes as we can, and they do the same thing in every state. Yes. And yes. You know this whole. Let's go back to popular vote, and let's not go. Okay, this district had this. This district had this. Now we're going to combine them all, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this big mathematical problem, and then we're going to say, oh yeah, this guy won. You know, and that's why you have people winning without the popular vote. You know, but hey, Newsom somehow got the popular vote. I mean, so I think it's like this, and I don't know. I've seen it exposed where they have these volunteers that go to apartment buildings and they state, hey, did you get your vote in? Need to get your vote in. Get your vote in now. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll take your ballot. I'll I'll put your ballot in the ballot box. I, I'm I'm gonna do that for you. And did you know that the Democrats are here for you? That uh, they're doing this for you. Remember, there's gun control. It's gun control. Got to have that control over the guns. Isn't that what you want? That's what uh, you want. Yeah. Here's the ballot. The thing is, is that I understand that you know that's it's actually feasible that. That how many of those can there be? I mean, if that was really happening, they'd be showing up all over the place. I think they did show up in the last election, overnight. But they they don't collect ballots. You can only you have to be legally. You can only have three, right? And they have to be relatives or someone close to you or whatever. And the people that are going out and registering people to vote, that's a different thing. But they aren't going to stand there and wait for them to Okay, I just registered you. Here's your ballot. Oh, check this box, this box, this box. You know? I, I don't see that happening myself. I don't think... Like I said, I don't think it's outright cheating. I think it's gaming the system. Well, the system is, is a game. When yeah. you look closely at it. I mean, look at all the issues that most of the American people want, yet no one can make it happen. They just can't make it happen. Because because they use different language to change it. Well, if they fix it, what are they going to run on the next election, right? So they aren't really concerned. Okay, so it's the cancer it. it's the cancer 
solution. If you cure cancer, yeah, then all the research out of, is we're over. out of we're out of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And ironically, this week they came up with some sort of pill that cured cancer. And that was my I, first thought. I heard a little bit. Somebody's going to die. It's a new yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a new treatment. I don't think anyone literally said it cures cancer. It said, uh, I think it, if I recall it, it eliminated all the cancer cells. The treatment did. In some cases. I, in, in the patients that they yeah. tested. So the patients could be mild, or they right. could be very light, and, right. and it's gone. So that's, that's positive to somebody that's maybe just... Yeah, catch it early and yeah. get on this, and maybe, just maybe, for six hundred dollars a pill for two years. So that leads me back to the next. <laughs> we there was a shooting in Texas, and we talked about it last time. The kid oh. had a whole bunch of armament that doesn't make sense, but nobody's talking about the problem. The kid has mental issues. Yeah, and. The real issue is America allows drugs to be on our television airways. And I think there's only one other country that allows it. Like Portugal or New Zealand or someplace mm. like that. And they don't have the problems we do. But, you know, there's a pill for everything. Yeah, apparently it'll either cure you or or kill, kill you, you, and we can't guarantee which is going to happen. <laughs> and if you stop taking it. And yeah, and if you stop taking it. You know, we talked about that, too. And what's what's weird to me is, okay, so we have these the HIPAA laws. Again, back to this. You've got, you've got people that are known to have issues, but no one's allowed to say anything. And this is why they keep going, oh, the red flag thing, the red flag thing. Well, the red flag thing, some pissed-off wife is going to call in and have her husband's all, all his guns taken away, right? That's not cool. But as soon as she says, oh, you know, he's freaking out and, and he's violent, Bob, they're going to come and take his stuff. Even, you know, burden of proof. Where's the burden of proof? Yeah. You know, so I can see that being a problem. But as far as psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, priests, ministers, as far as them not being allowed to say anything, that's a problem because you know the psychiatrist has a guy in his couch and he's like oh man this guy's twisted we should probably check and see if this guy owns any guns <laughs> you know but most of, I guarantee most of the these mass shooters these lunatics they've never been to therapy you know but you can social media they're all social media idiots all that stuff's out there. You can see that, oh my God, this guy's building up to something. How do you monitor that? That's a good question. You know, I mean, the people who see that, that stuff on that guy's page need to speak up. But if they're over on 4chan and they're all laughing about it, thinking this is a big, funny joke, and then all of a sudden the guy goes off, you know, and I think there's a lot of people on there hoping someone will go off and, and spur them on. A loudmouth in the media, I'm not even going to mention her name, she, she's on a major uh, talk show with other women, she made the, the determination that as soon as black people get weapons, that 
it's going to be solved. <laughs> wait. I, like, what? <laughs> no, wait. Uh, I don't think she... Has she been to Chicago? She's from New York, and I don't under, quite understand what... She, she made the statement that when black people get weapons... I don't even know it'll what that be, means. It'll be, the gun problem will be solved. Meaning that white people will want it solved so badly to get away from the well, black people. Do you remember what happened in California when Reagan was governor? Was that the and San Diego shooting? No, I'm talking about the, the Black Panthers and uh, uh, some other organizations, but they open carry was cool in California. A bunch of black guys did it. Guess what? Open carry wasn't cool anymore. Uh-huh. Seriously. And that was during the, the Reagan era. I remember when I was a kid... This friend of mine's brother bought a, a real nice 357 Magnum, you know, Western revolver, really bitchin' cowboy gun, right? And he goes, and I can carry it around and whatever. I go, oh, bullshit, you can't do that. So we got in the car, went over to the mall and walked around and nothing to even do. Cops go, you know, hey, you know, what's up? Well, you know, just got a new gun. And, yeah, is it loaded? No, okay, see ya. I, it couldn't be loaded, but you can carry it around open. So, I mean, it was weird. I I don't think that regular citizens need to be running around armed. In certain cases, yes. Um, but like these open carry states, it's it's the wild wild. It's wilder than the wild wild west. My problem with open carry is a lot of problems. Is a lot of people's problem with open carry is it attracts bad people. And I'm not talking about the person carrying the gun. Right. I'm talking about the people that are going to try to take the gun from the person carrying. I We may not agree on this. I believe in concealed carry. You're right to concealed carry. Nobody yeah. knows you have it. Right. And let's keep it that way. Absolutely. And keep it difficult to get that license. And I also feel that while the ninjas, supposedly this has been proven that it wasn't something from the ninjas, but the thought was when a katana comes out of the sleeve, it does not go back into the sleeve until it draws blood. Yeah. And that what that's saying is... You don't willingly pull it out to threaten somebody. Yeah. It's coming out, you're doing damage. Yeah. It's going back in. Same with the weapon. Yeah. It if you're in a confrontation, you you try to evade, you try to yeah. get out as much as you possibly yeah. can. If it absolutely comes to the point where it has to go to weapons, that yeah. thing comes out, it's getting discharged and it's getting done. Indeed. And the and the open carry again. Um, when I was first out of high school, I worked in a warehouse down in the docks in Wilmington. And I didn't have a bank account or anything. I'd go to the liquor store to cash my check. And it was, it was a rough neighborhood. Um, back then, it was Los Wilmas. I don't know if they're still around. But uh, it was pretty rough. And the guy at the liquor store, one day I go in there, and he's got a gun hanging from a peg behind the register. <laughs> right? And I'm like, hey, I don't know if that's a good idea. He goes, oh, I want them to know that I'm not messing around. You know, I've been robbed a couple of times. I said, yeah, but now they know you have a gun. They'll just walk in and shoot your ass. Empty register and take the gun. And guess what happened a couple weeks later? 
Someone shot his ass, took his gun, and everything out of the register. I, just, I went over there to cash my check, and there's all these flowers and everything all in front of the front door. So if, if they know you're armed, you know, what's to keep some criminal nutbag? Hey, look, there's a free gun. Just walking up, Absolutely, popping yeah. you in the back of the head, and taking your gun. And even more so today. I, yeah. Today, it seems like anything is anything goes. There's absolutely zero honor in the street now. Yeah. There's very little honor anywhere <laughs> anymore. Yeah. It's nobody gives a shit. It's a crying ass shame, Alvin. So, LGBTQPQRST month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so on. Wife and I are watching my wife's. Her favorite show is Will and Grace. Yeah, I never watched it. Okay. I'll just give you the premise. It's uh, a couple of gay guys and a girl. That said, it's funny. And I'm going to say, people may go, ah, you're just queer. No, it's funny. Because it was written in the 2000s. And there's something there that I recognized... That doesn't exist today. The show portrays gay and trans people witty, smart, and thick-skinned. Because they've had to deal with all of the things coming at them. Most of the gay, trans uh, people that I know personally are bright, witty, and have very thick skins. Right, okay. What the fuck happened to that? I don't know. When did all the faggots become pussies? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. These people are all, oh, I need my safe space, oh, I need this. Look, you deserve... But but you're only seeing the ones that are... It's the the old squeaky wheel thing. I I get that, I get that. The rest of the community... Now, I, I will compare the LBGTQ community to police departments. You know what? You guys that are cool on this, you need to take care of the ones that are being idiots. Right? It's up to Absolutely. you. It's your community. You got a bad cop in your department, you guys need to take care of that. You got some idiot making you look like a fool, you tell that person to shut up. Absolutely. And it it, it just... I was watching the show because we haven't seen it. It's been off the air for 10 years or so. And I'm watching this laughing because one, they're making fun of themselves. Two, they're witty and sharp, and, and that makes mm-hmm. it hilarious. And you know what? Yes, they deserve every bit of dignity, and I'm not trying to take that, take that away. But now it's just become laughable because they paint the streets rainbow-colored great, but then a car goes over it and they throw a fit because there's yeah. tire tracks well, you on put it. chalk in the street. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> it's yeah. the street. It, yeah. it, it's just become yeah. this parody of yeah. of life. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I want the witty gay person. I, that those are the people that I knew as friends. They were funny. Yeah. They were smart. They were smarter than me and they would make you feel stupid by talking polite to you and <laughs> insulting you and you felt like yeah. did I just get insulted? <laughs> yeah, hard to tell. Yeah. I used to work for uh, a design, I guess you would call it a design group. Um, the, the place was called Mask, with the QE, uh, in Laguna Beach, mm-hmm. PCH, big dollars. 
Carl, the owner, gay as gay can be, and and he, you know, he is a little dance around guy, but he's serious business owner, and I was there one time, and and he has furniture redesigned and stuff like that, right? And I was over there doing something. I forget why I was at his shop, but while I'm there, this guy delivers this chair that he had recovered, and and he just looks and. Carl's like, dude's probably five foot eight, um, 130 pounds wet. And this dude who brings the furniture is this big guy, and, uh-huh. you know, and he's large belly and everything. And Carl goes, this is not what I asked for. Oh, no, Carl, you wanted this. And no, no, you look at what's this silly fringe on here. I didn't ask for that silly fringe. And he's like, Carl, this is what you ordered. And he goes, when's the last time you could see your dick, you fat motherfucker? <laughs> And I just went, oh, shit, this guy's going to jump Carl shit. And the guy just backed off. And I was like, oh, my God. This guy just got taken out by this little tiny gay guy. Uh, yeah, they, it, it's gone. I think, I think the whole allowing people to be people has left. And There's a Depeche Mode song about that. People are people. Yeah. And it's it's important. It's important. I've always said, and this again is going to fall on different opinions. Bullying is bad. But I got to say I am who I am today because of bullying. I got bullied when I was young. And I had older brothers that, you know, like, hey, I'm getting bullied. And they would say, okay, what you need to do is you need to sack up, you need to go face the bully, and you need to take care of it. And mm. So, uh, you're not from an Italian family, I guess. <laughs> well, I got no. bullied, all I had to do was tell them my name, and they ran the hell away. <laughs> well, there's, there's that. Oh, your brother's, oh shit! <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it taught me to, to face things head on, because bullies are yeah. cowards. Yeah, and I think people let bullies get too much. I've been bullied online, not like what these yeah. kids are getting bullied. Some of these kids are getting bullied horrible, and and I'm not trying to take it's it away from online them. bullying. You know what? I bully people online. Hey, we both do. Only if they ask for it, though. Well, and that's <laughs> that's the thing. So these kids that are in grammar school, they're getting bullied from. The big bully, and yeah. they're pestering them constantly. Right. And I kind of get it. It's like, well, if you ignore it, it kind of goes away. But I well, I can't speak to today's kids on that. No, but you can speak to today's parents on that. Because a bully, usually, it's acceptable at his house. Right? That's not cool. Right. You know, it... If I even heard my kids making fun of a kid, just without even without him even in earshot, since I go, no, right, not cool. You know, you don't know that guy. Stop it. So, and, and especially if you've gotten calls from the school and your kids are bullying, you don't do anything about it. That's not cool. No, I agree with that. But the point I was trying to get to is bullying was. It was part of growing natural up. selection. 
Yeah. Non-violent natural selection. Oh, it could get violent. Well, <laughs> I'm saying it, it in, a, in a civilized society, natural selection in a non-violent manner. What are you calling people's names? Now, when it does get violent, that's, that's a problem. So I had a bully that would seek me out, and he would punch me, and he would hit me. Mm-hmm. And That's not non-violent. No, it's not. But the, <laughs> he was my size. Yeah, and I'm not a small person, and and it was it was put on me. It said, you know what? He's probably doing it because he's scared of you, and what you need to do is go kick his ass. Yeah, and it didn't even need. He's to... trying to intimidate you, and if you're intimidated now, he's you know he's a better guy. But it didn't even turn to that. I just started seeking him out, yeah. and I think I put a couple of slugs in him, and. Yeah, and that's all it took. And that's in that instance. Now, when it comes to a big guy and a small guy, I can't yeah. speak to that. You know, when I was, uh, I can't even, I, I could have only been like 10 or 11, maybe. My oldest brother was probably 16. And we were at this parks and recreation thing. And there's this kid, and he's just giving everyone a hard time. And he's a kid my age. So my brothers told me, kick that kid's ass. I didn't want to. I'm like, I don't even know the kid, but he's, yeah, he's a pain in the ass. So I, you know, I tried to get, be civil. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to back off and stop talking shit and giving everyone a hard time. And he came right at me and I beat the shit out of him. And he goes, I'm getting my brother. He runs home, right? And we're like, ah, whatever. So he brings his brother back, who is my oldest brother's age. And that guy comes after me and my brother Joe freaking knocked that guy unconscious in two punches. Was We had to pull him off. He's on the guy's chest beating the shit out of him. And the guy's told me, I got, Joe, he's out. He's out. You know, we get off of that guy. Oh, my God. It was like scary. We're like, ah, the cops are going to come. Let's go. Get out of here. <laughs> but, man, it's like retaliation. You know what, kid? You started it. You got your ass kicked. It's over. And now you can have some big freaking 16-year-old, 17-year-old dude come over and beat me up at 11 years old because you got your ass kicked and you started it? Your brother got what he deserved, and I wish I would have beat you harder. Unfortunately, that still <laughs> happens today, and and it turns into gun battles. Yeah. Um, well, we didn't have guns. No, sure. no, but I'm what about no honor in the street, you know. Yeah. These kids get in fights, you know, fisticuffs. Oh, you lost. Okay. It used to be when we would get into a fisticuff, we'd probably turn out to be friends. Oh, yeah. You ever notice that? You know, like, oh, yeah. Every time I got into a, a, a battle with somebody, after it was all done and over with, we was like, oh, wow. Well, you you, you and I the, were pretty much alike. So back in the skateboarding days, I'm talking mid to late 70s when I was a skater, it was a lot like the surf Absolutely. Gangs. It's like if you went to the wrong beach in Huntington Beach, they're like, dude, no, go down, go down there at least. And it's like, hey, there's no sandbar down there. Sorry, right? So we would go skating, and, and we did downhill high speed skating, and we would go to like Craig Park, Eisenhower Park, T Street in San Clemente. And at one time at Craig Park, this other bunch of guys, local guys, you know, we're from Garden Grove, we'd drive out there. And they want to freaking, they want to have a big fight. 
you know, and it's like they, everyone's like throwing their boards down and they're going to face off. And so everyone's, these dudes are all fighting, right? And I look at this guy and he looks at me and I go, what's the deal? He goes, I don't know. So him and I just sat down and watched. We sat down and watched all these guys beat the crap out of each other. And it ended up with, with my brother Jim and the biggest guy over there. Jim had him down, right? And the guy, okay, man, okay, it's cool. And Jim gets up, and as soon as Jim took his arm off the guy's chest, the guy popped him, knocked the tooth out. So, bam, 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 you know, Jim had to knock him completely out. And then we just got in the van and drove away. But it's, me and this other guy are like, you got to be kidding me. It's like, what are we fighting about? I don't know. I don't know. You know, so there were two sensible people in the whole thing. Craziness. That the shit happened. Luckily, no one had a knife or a gun. And that was that was life in the seventies. I think. Yeah. BMX and, versus cruiser. And BMX you know, versus skateboarder. No one even thought about swinging a skateboard at anybody. Yeah, because you said all been devastating. You said all the boards go down. Yeah, everyone just dropped their boards and went fisticuffs. There's no there's no weapons involved. We're just going at it. Well, I wasn't. I mean, this other guy watched, but. That was the thing I, I noticed in your, the beginning of the story is you said everybody dropped their boards and I'm like, yeah. well, that's different because today, first person, I'm going to pick up my board and use yeah. it as a weapon. Those things are vicious. Yeah. But back then, they, they were all, um, if, you had, if you had the good stuff, they were kind of expensive too because you didn't, you know, you didn't want to break your deck. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't readily available. Yeah. Uh. The chimes are going. The breeze is going. Another lovely Southern California afternoon. And Gavin Newsom's still freaking governor. <laughs> I, have a, I have a terrible feeling. Now, you know you know me. I, I lean left. I really do. Um, that guy, I ain't voting He's not him. even left. He's weird. You know what he is? He's an entitled piece of shit. That's what he is. And, you know, and then most of the people, when you get right down to it, and it, I don't want to start a whole new subject, but I was dealing, my week began with a meeting with the Painters Union in Monterey Park. And those guys, it's a freaking mafia over there. <laughs> it really is. And guess what? I won, by the way. We, we don't need to get into this, but I won. You never win against the union. Oh. You never do. I'm no. not union. But we have jobs that involve right. I've never... This this guy's asked me, he goes, you look familiar. I said, well, I used to work for this other company. Oh, yeah, you guys went union. I said, yeah, and I went to shit. And no one asked me if I wanted to go union. You're not interested in going union? No, I'm interested in working with you guys on, on these, you know, training apprentices and all that. I'm up for it. But not making my guys sign up, you know, to be a union painter so you can take his fringes and never give them back. Right. You know, right. I, I'm not into that. And that's what was happening on this particular uh, labor agreement. Well, guess what? Labor agreement gone. I just got to get an apprentice. And the apprentice probably won't show up. That's the sad part. <laughs> yeah. That really is the sad part. It's like, hey, I based this job on, on having this extra guy. And now he's gone. I got to put one of my guys in there. You know, but once he doesn't show up, you're off the hook. I live a really difficult line. I am conservative, but artistic. <laughs> That's not impossible. So, I embrace all the things that 
let's say the Democrats would want school, mm -hmm. artistic. Yeah. They want to see museums or art. Yeah. I am all for that. I'm also for family and yeah. churches and and people being generally happy. Uh huh. I wouldn't say I'm progressive, but I I want to yeah. see art. But it'd be nice to to have a little more equity, where. Instead of, you know, having all these giant corporations making massive, yes. massive, massive profits, their shareholders are walking away with billions of dollars that, that really don't exist, right? And, and the people who work for them are, have to work two or three jobs just to feed their kids. That's not cool. Let's straighten that out. Because the desperate people who live in that situation, those are the guys out on the street shooting each other. They come up in that neighborhood, they can't get, they can't get work, or, they, or they, their mom's never home. Because she's working three jobs, they're out on the street. I'll tell you. That's you, what the main issue is. You want to piss off America? You dismantle the middle class. That's what they're doing. And, <laughs> and when that actually comes, and I've said this before, right now I have things worth fighting for. My house, my family, those things. You take that away from me? There's no more reason for me to work or right. care. Right. And you know what? If you did it to me, I don't mind taking you out to get it back. And you know what? And there are people that have exactly that same attitude about their arsenal in their basement. Right. Oh, you're going to come and get my guns? I'm going to fight back. And it's really right? sad because you know how that's going to turn out. <clears throat> well, they're not going to take anyone's guns. They never are. They never were planning to. Well, even if it does, it, it turns out to be the SWAT team all on one house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the house blows up on its own, quote, unquote. <laughs> um, that's happened, too. <laughs> we don't know what happened there. It just kind of Yeah, exploded. just, you know, I, we just came to serve a warrant, and the whole place blew up. Actually, in the past year or two, there's been a couple of homes that have just magically... Mm -hmm. Oh, he had a lot of armament. There was a... There like was Whittier a or something. Neighbor of my folks, when they lived in... It was called Sunnymead at the time. It's now Moreno Valley. One of their neighbors, gun enthusiast, very theoretically safe guy. He's got a big gun safe. All his guns are always locked up. But he he reloaded his own ammo, and in his gun safe he had full barrels of black powder and you know and primers, whatever else he needed. And sometimes he wouldn't put all that stuff away. The guns were always locked up, but sometimes you'd go by and there's a in the heat of Moreno Valley. Yeah, so that place blew up. Blew up half of um, the houses on each side and, and probably a third of the house behind it. Yeah, the blast radius is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, I'm, that, I'm sure that was an accident. But what can you do? Personally, I don't, you know. The only thing I want that's going to blow up in my garage is some high-test gasoline. That's going to smell Maybe good. Maybe with a little bit of oil in it. Maybe a little blue. Yeah. I like the pink. I like the pink gasoline with the lead in it. <laughs> Stuff smells so good uh, when it's burning. Oh my goodness, it smells good. You know, I mean, you don't want to huff it when it's still liquid. But. So when I was racing on a regular basis, beginning of the season, I would go buy cans of U4 or U2, mm. which is, you know. Uh, so you're a four-stroke guy. Well, I see would, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> But the smell was so good. Oh, yeah. You'd stick it in the garage and it'd permeate. Yeah, but you make damn sure you drain every bit of it out of there if you're not going to... I found that out the hard is. way. Oh, yeah. I I had this blue wax all over everything. Oh, yeah. 
but man, See, now, it smelled good. So now you take some uh, Sunoco 110 leaded. You put a little bit of Motul in that. And that can sit in your bike for three weeks and it's going to start right up. <laughs> and it's going to run. Speaking of, I think I have about two gallons in the in the Transalp that needs to go someplace. Yeah. You got a chimney? Yeah, actually I do. And use it to start your fire with. <laughs> That's what I do with my old Coxfield. Would... We didn't say anything on that. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've California got, year I've got some sports. I got some Coxfield that's going bad and that's why I was starting my chimney. <laughs> hey, you know a little taste of the desert in uh, in Orange County. Well that's a wrap for episode three. It wasn't very exciting. Yeah. Just, it was a talk. It was talk. We need to come back with more stories. That's what's that's what's good. Yeah. Maybe we uh discussed the philosophies that came down from your ancestors that run through your family, that's always fun. My dad's got like a million things that he says that he just, out of the blue, like he has this uh, motorcycle axiom. He goes, whatever piece of protective gear you forget to put on, that's, that's the, the part of your body that's going to hit the ground <laughs> first. <laughs> just so stuff true. like that. Just stuff like that. That's like, so true. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we're going to close out episode three. Right on. Good evening. Good evening. We'll come back soon, and I promise we'll be better. <laughs> and that was without even a single drop of rum. <laughs>